Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... In the top end of Stevenson. Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Purden and let's welcome the squad. First, a man who's more up and down about Neil Lennon than an elevator. It is the shaved face of Chris Toll. How's it going, Toll? All right, mate. All right. Uh, I, hey, I'm what's going on? Last week you were a pure son's anarchy, man. What's happening? I know. I know. I fucking... Do you know what? I, I chased him myself, right? I need to tidy this up a wee bit because it was all that fluffy, mate. You know what I mean? No, you keep uh, that. It's good. And then I've, I've I've went a wee bit too far down, and then I've tried to I've tried to even up on the other side, and then <laughs> it's just it's went to fuck man. I've I've ended see like the the advert where the guy the guy's using the the one blade, <laughs> and it shows you them in all different sections. That's what I was like, man. Honestly, God, I was like a, an advert an advert for a terrible fucking barber. Man, it was brilliant last week, you know, man. It was pure coming out the boat when I liked it, man. I just shaved last night and all, man. I had it for about three weeks. I looked absolutely mock it, so I had to, I had to go, man. I had to go. <laughs> and now, let's welcome back to the podcast after his annual leave. He is recording straight from a beach in Jamaica, and he is now known as the dog burglar of Stevenson. It is Graham Stevely. Oh, they still don't know about that. Doug Hangman, I've taken a story But, mate, that's the greatest story. I think you don't need to tell that again. We could just keep mentioning it, but... What did you say on the podcast? Did you tell exactly what happened? Uh, we, we played, played the fucking clip on it. You're the, you're the assholes. No, it wasn't us. Jo- Producer John said they got permission for you. You said Actually, wait a minute, Grado. Hold on a minute. In fact, right? Because I said to John Stevie, you'll back me up here. And this will be in the yes. recording as well. I said to John, you better ask Grado before you play that. And he said, he's all right, yeah. And he's I, talking shit. He never asked me. No, See, boy, he's... no, 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 no. That, Chris told did say that. And then uh, I said, I think Grado will be all right, yeah. But ask him first. And John says, I will ask him. Uh, honestly, you don't even know what you're saying on half these podcasts. And we, I don't listen to it back. So I could be, what do you call that? I could be soliciting myself. What do you say? What do you say? Incriminating yourself. myself. I could be incriminating myself. You're just a big fucking. You're a big fuck. You throw a mess. I'm a big mess. A big And another thing, I know I've started watching Sopranos. I can't turn that off now. Oh, you jammy bastard! Is this the first time? It's the first time, mate. Well, I tell you, I give anything to be watching Sopranos for the first time, man. So I started watching it. Um, in 2010 I didn't think much yet I watched the first couple of episodes but I think you, I think you must mature as you grow older and what, what's better and stuff like that because 
No, I love it. The only thing I took for it the first time was the way he was eating, and I love the way you see Tony Soprano oh. ate his pasta. Aye. The way he hang with his spot. Mate, you should listen to Talking Sopranos or all, man, while you're watching. I'm on it, mate. Hey, do you know what I watched? I watched a documentary so about the food of the Sopranos once. Right? You, you can't even watch that with a diet, you're fucked. There's at least Class, two, two scenes in nearly every episode where they're sitting down to a meal. Do you, do you know what I love, man, when he's been out all night and he just comes in? Comes in at about fucking six in the morning, gets in the fridge, pulls out a big packet of cold meat and all that, and starts eating it. And all a bowl right. of pasta that Carmela puts in the fucking. After he's, after, he's, after he's just been to his guma, he comes home and his wife is fucking putting a cold bowl of pasta in the microwave for him. What a life! Oh, no, that, no, that I'm, I'm condoning that kind of stuff. I, I was going to have my nut when she made uh, pasta for the for the priest. She made pasta for oh, the priest. He's a, he's a fucking f- wee arsehole. And he put it, <laughs> she put it in the bin, man. She put it in the Mate, bin. He's a leech. He's a fucking leech. He just he he he, he scrounges after him. He watches Tony's telly. He eats Tony's food. Right. He, he no, he does. No, he wants. He wants all the girlfriend things. He wants all the things. And he doesn't want. He doesn't want the part that, that Tony wants. Aye. So can I watch a wee bit for the bathroom? He wants. He wants the thrill of being with a bird. Aye. And then when it comes to the crunch, he can't do it. Do you know what I mean? See the episode where he gees on. He gees her communion. And remember, it's pissing down, and he can't go home. There's something erotic about it, but. It's quite erotic, man. Do you know what I mean? I say it's, it's not. It's not my proudest wank. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, a wank's a wank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? We should go on tools other podcasts and talk about this. The movie Aye, podcast. Absolutely. Right. right <laughs> let's get back to Scottish football. We are recording the show ahead of the big Scotland game tonight. So when you hear this. We'll either be in the Euros or again it'll be the old classic it's shite being Scottish. What do you think, boys? What do you think? Oh, well, it's better news today. The, the, the their big main man. striker. Their main striker's out. Hey, we've got um, to win, what I know how. I was talking to you together this morning. <laughs> fuck off, you were talking to me. Wait, did you bump into the post office in Stevenson or <laughs> No. Doing it the call with Simon Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, by the way, man, he was a bit... <laughs> he, he, he was crab it. He was crab it. We got him on the radio, but and he was giving it. Your line is scrambled. Your line is scrambled. This is a but. Come on, as your line scrambled, and because we, we were giving it all that. Yo, nineteen ninety six with Gary McAllister and all that. You went there's a favour. And he was dead crab it morning about the phone line. I'm giving it. Well, you can't be much a magician if you can't fix this phone line. Uh, and then eventually, I'm sure that helped his mood. Then, then we lost him. Um, Oh my like, God! But he sent he sent us a wee an wee WhatsApp voice note. Um, so as I say, that's me. Uh, no, did you did you lose him, or is it because you're slagging him, saying you can't be that magic? You're ages four. Well, he, he, he hung up, and then he just had to record a wee kind of voice note thing for us. Um, and I, I was trying to be funny. I says, "Next time we'll you together. We'll just stick to next time talking to Tom Yuri." <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Kimmy. Right, so, right, right. That's pissing. Can, can, can we get back to the whole? You said, yellow, well, the we're going to win the night because I was talking to Yuri Geller. Then he just told us a big story about Yuri and no said why we're going to win the night. I oh, no, because he, he was going to put a potion on fucking Serbia or whatever. A potion? A spell. A spell. He was going to do something for Serbia. Yeah, so. is he fucking Gandalf? Mm, well. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, I, he was talking about his big regret and all that. He said it was very unethical what I'd done to Gary McAllister. <laughs> about the ball moving? Aye, aye, aye. Ah, fuck. Anyway. What do you think, boys? Right, for, uh, right, 
I felt like an absolute paraffin lamp this morning, right? I went to the co, then I went into the co, co my groceries I needed, right, for dinner and all that the night. And then I went back out and had to sit in the car park for 15 minutes because they don't sell Bevy at 10 o'clock. But I thought, <laughs> once... I get in the house, I'm not going back out, after the podcast, I'm about to chill. I'm going to have a couple of beers watching the game tonight. The first Scotland game in a long time, I'm quite excited about. What Aye, we're, we're glory hunters, mate, I'm the same. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Mate, I, I'm not denying I'm coming out the fucking woodwork. I'm sitting there tonight, I'm watching that game, I'm cheering them on. But I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm Scotland daft, but I want, them, I want them to get to a big tournament. Aye, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lose sleep if we get bait or we don't qualify Aye. but I want him to qualify man because we speak about this every week we need something else to kind of jeez up man bring us all together Aye, for a change definitely, definitely. Right, Jake, told you have a good idea do you know I've got a, I've got a fucking sneaky feeling that I'm going to do it and I've got a sneaky feeling that it's going to be the Griffiths that fucking Aye. does the business I've just I mean, got yeah. this know that way you said Gredo when he's like Griffith, you said Griffiths is going to come on and score mm-hmm. I've, I've got that happened I've got that fucking feeling man Right. Well, Ryan Fraser's out, isn't he? So Griffiths, Jink, Griffiths will start up front with Dykes? Uh, I don't know, mate. I think yesterday they were saying that Griffiths won't be in the start lineup. Yeah, I, I, I think it's got 85th minute substitute written all over it, man. Bang. And the big fucking per- penalty taking fucking king for Crystal Palace is out, isn't he? Aye. Aye he's got COVID. What'd you call him, Milankovic Savage is in, but he, he get let out of the country. Because there was a lot of Serbian based. No, there was a lot of Serbian based. I know they couldn't get it. I. And they went to the country. What was the deal with that? What? So I don't get it. So they play. They, they all play in Italy, and you can't fly fairly. Italy, Italy. Are uh, on lockdown. You know they've stopped flights or something going out in the country. Right. I, I don't know. I might just be making that up, to be honest with you. But I think that's what it was. No, I think it is something you're right, mate. I think you're right. I think it is that. So I think, like, but they, if they gave him preferential treatment, that he can I get. I think it. they've gave they've gave pretty much all the Serbian players preference preferential treatment. And they're mm-hmm. allowed to leave, but the guy that's out there now, it, I think he's either injured or he's maybe tested positive or he's or he's having a quarantine or something. He's tested he, positive. He delivered a positive test when he got to the camp and then he had another one a couple of days later. So he's out. He's out. That was the voice of this week's producer, Ryan Gallagher. There we are, Ryan. Welcome back, Ryan. I, th- I should have said something at the start. Sorry, mate. How no, sorry, sorry. Right. I'm all right. No, mate, that's quite ignorant. I feel bad now. Are you all right, mate? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. Would you think the score will be, Ryan? I don't know. I, I, mate, I'm, I'm actually the same. I'm a bit of a glory hunter. I said that maybe three or four games ago, watching Scotland, I think it was one of the Israel games, when it was just totally dull, I actually went, I'm done with Scotland, man. I'm completely Aye. done. Sunday wake me up when we get to a tournament. Now it's got to it. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm absolutely buzzing. We even have a Scotland tap on and everything. I get it. Scotland! They'll be coming! Oh, Rangers daft all night, we were ripping the fucking James Blunt out of John at the end of the show, man. <laughs> we, just, we could just imagine the Scotland game, man, with the Jimmy hat on and all that. And <laughs> the tartan, Jimmy's the fucking scarf gone. Come on! Come on, it's Scott. I heard these fucking haddies. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on, Danny, these Serbian bastards. <laughs> come on, Griffiths. Come on, Griffiths. Oh, Get your fucking, fucking second touch is a tackle, Griffiths, for fuck's sake. John, <laughs> I, 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 I think this is the real reason why John's after the day, man. He's he's, like, he's that's what I'm saying, man. He, he's on a Zoom call while he's pals and who. And they're sitting mm-hmm. with Scotch pies and bovros and they build up to the game and they're fucking, they're fucking, they're scarfs. So. <laughs> Butter on Deacon Blue and all that, man. Uh, <laughs> I would want 500. 
This podcast get out tomorrow, man. See if we get beat. John jumped about his living room, man. He's got the Fratelli's playing in his back room. <laughs> Waking it up like a fucking Scottish version of the hangover tomorrow morning, his pal still on Zoom and all that. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Harper. Sitting Kevin Harper fucking... playing, playing the piano in the corner. <laughs> his dog's trying to like a tattoo off his head and all that. There's no shit in his head now. What happened? Archie, you, you, what, Archie, you still there? What happened? Open, it's not open, the, I can't. Open, open the cupboard, Charlie McGrew's Wayne sitting in it. Right. Right. Troops, honestly, like, good luck to Scotland tonight. Hope they get a result. I want to. The last time I watched a Scotland game, I sat and watched it with my dad when I came from school. I'd like to. Sit and watch with my boy when he comes in for school. It's been that oh, That's beautiful. That's beautiful sentiment. We shall but see. But we'll not be in his bed for school tomorrow when the game starts. <laughs> probably, I <laughs> probably. But let's reflect on Scottish football this week. Producer Ryan and Crystal. I'm sorry, but we need to start the old Sparta Prague game. What happened? Oh, fucking hell. See how we've just brought the tone right down now. I love that I Scotland, but eh? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think mean, it was it was embarrassing, Stevie. It was fucking dreadful, man. I watched it, mate. I sat and I watched it after the Rangers Benfica game, and that's the first I'd seen Scott. Eh, first I'd seen Celtic since we played them at Parkhead since Rangers played them, and I, I was shocked. Performance, and even worse. What was? I just but see the I thing I see in the first fifteen twenty minutes. Like I, I says to you on the on the group chat. Sparta looked so fucking ragged and they were they were giving the ball away at every turn and all that and I'm thinking to myself, Celtic are going to run over the fucking top. If Celtic get one here, they'll get about five. And then it just changed. But I mate, see, I don't, I, see, honestly, man, I was sitting and watched it. See, as soon as you said that, Sparta could have been about three nil up after you said that. The chances no, had hitting no. the bar, the header down that Bain, when they couldn't header the ball down and Bain stood out of the bar. Mate, I... And the boy was it number seven that set up the fourth goal or something? He was he was tearing his a new fucking. Uh, he was man, excellent, wasn't he? He was brilliant. Nah, he was I just think um, last Thursday was uh, it was a. Uh, oh, mate, do your speech for Rangers daft. No, it was just I can't remember what I said, Bob. Honestly, but I, I just remember how I feel. Last Thursday it was just a superb night of TV. You know that way <laughs> I watched the Rangers game was so entertaining, even though you know when when, when they scored in the last kick of the ball, the last minute. And it did feel like a defeat, you know, it was that happened. And yeah, By the way, you could, could have been five up at one point in that aye, game, man. Aye. As we, we, we did we smell blood and we should, I don't know. Anyway, you know, that happens, and then I turn on the Celtic game, and then total entertainment as a, a fan of the opposite team. No, no, not just that, but all the shenanigans. Yeah, big fan of that, I guy, mate. See, get too many games. Get too many games. Who's your favourite player? The electrician that's got a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you know that? And she just thought the carry on well, you know, saying Sutton, Buddy and Griffiths and then the phone and then Emma Dodds having the boss to ask about uh, the phone thing. Man, I was just sitting there going, I don't want this to gaff. I just wanted to watch this all night. It was super. I'll tell you what, right, it is entertaining, but it was, that was 
That was a fucking complete and utter character assassination for certain. It was out of order. Like, I Thanks, said sir. this on Celtic Daft. You say Daft, every week, mate. <laughs> right, no, but I, I said this on Celtic Daft. Well, I've never said what he said. Mm-hmm. Never. Right? I said it in Celtic Daft. See if somebody said that about a woman on the telly. They'd never work in fucking television again. That is true. Uh, no, but, right, no, no, no. I don't agree with you at all. I don't agree, right? The boy gets paid a handsome wage to be a professional athlete. So see if he's not in shape and he's getting paid X amounts of fucking pounds. How long has he been trying to get fit? I totally agree with Sutton. How long How long does it take you to get fit? Stevie, see, see the way you've said it? That's the way, that's the way Sutton should have been saying it. It's not what he said, it's the wording that he used. Well, technically that is what he said. You're so offended, aren't you? The no, I mean, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's, it's, no, like I said, see if they had, see if I, I talk show host had said, or like to one of their guests, or you're, you're an athlete, you're looking a bit fat. Do you know what I mean? They'd right. never, they'd, they'd never do it again. See, you wouldn't see, uh, fucking Graham Norton or that day. Right, but Toll, I just, I don't know, I think you're, I, I, I Agreed with you to start, but the minute I think about it, I think this is your, I think this is your issue. You wouldn't hear somebody else saying that. You, you would have probably said, I think, the hang yourself. It's just because it's been aired on the telly. I feel, I feel as if you're going out your way to be offended by this. I do. I can understand what you're saying, but my point's valid. I must have. Your point is valid. I, I, I agree with Crystal. You know, like as much as. Of course you do. No, but as much as what I'm saying. So what sort of Fuck me, man! If you laugh my chair, I was shocked. Her. I, well, I'm not going to agree with you, Stu. How can I? How can I? How can an ex-player who done such a good job for say, like, no come out and slag a current player who is definitely out of shape? He's no fit. He's had so many fucking chances off Lennon. He's been gave so many chances off Rogers. He's been gave so many chances off Selic. Still can't get himself fit and still can't perform and he gets paid a healthy wage. How is Sutton out of order there? Because the problem that I had with, with Sutton going for him is see, after watching the game, after watching the overall team performance, he went for the one guy who, for me watching the game, came on, showed a bit Changed of heart, a bit of fight, bit he was, of spirit. He was, he, was, he was asked about, he was asked, but Daniel Curry asked him about, asked him about Griffiths. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think you can argue with what Sutton's what his assessment what where Griffiths is at the now. I think it's Sutton's assessment of where Griffiths is at the now is pretty much everybody's assessment, Stevie. It's not mm-hmm. that. It's the it's the language that he used and it was it was like a personal attack. The way that you can do it, you can go like that. Uh, I Griffiths. You just is sound like somebody for a phone in there. Aye, shut up, man. You're you did. I don't want you. I seen what you on about. You fucking were agreeing with me to start until you're I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, listen, too. You, you can say that, right? But here's the deal. Bob's just explained it to me in a better way. That sh- but you did, and now I've, I've changed the way I feel. All right, okay. But I, I, I think you you change the way you feel as well. No, I, I agree. I agree with what Sutton was saying. What I'm saying is, there's ways. I, I agree with you that if he said so, that about so, a woman, that it would right, be. right, right. Here, I'm going to ask. Toll and Ryan, a, a quick question, then we'll move on for this, right? I just want to ask you, what words did Sutton use that offended you? Every fucking thing that came out of his mouth. 
You've not have any be specific. It's not. It's not specific words because the the specific words that he used did summarise what we all think. You know, Griffiths. He's not been in. He's not been in shape. He's not been kind of firing all cylinders this season, and that's fine. Totally, totally accept that. But it was the way that after watching that game. <clears throat> he was the one guy that he went for. He do you know, went, he do you know what going, it is? Kept going right. and kept going, and you're like, right, get off his back. Like, you Ryan, know. I don't I understand. Ah! What you're right, but my what what in the back of my mind as well is, which I think has pissed me off about it. Sutton's deflecting away for Lennon's shortfalls that night, that night in particular. Right, at no point does he criticise Lennon. At no point, right, and you're starting to see all these ex-Celtic players coming out. You've got fucking Petrov, you've got Lambert, you've got Sutton, and they're all the Elianusi. It's fucking Griffiths. It's everybody apart from Lennon. And by the way, apparently Lee Griffiths fucking got a hold of him after it. I don't know what the fuck really? happened, but he's quite right because do you know what? It's but it's, mate, something that just ran and Griffiths wouldn't have caught him. <laughs> Let's right. talk about Rangers. Ten, ten, coefficient as usual. I've, by the way, absolutely, and I mentioned that on Celtic daft. I, right. The words were thank fuck for Rangers because if they don't, if they keep going well, then we won't lose this Champions League spot. That's honestly God, I said that right. But I thought, I thought Rangers' performance was excellent last week. I thought they were, was, I thought they were brilliant. Right, it doesn't, it doesn't help Benfica uh, when your man gets sent off, but it. It's borderline, isn't it? But I, I think he has got to go. But Rangers done everything that they could after that. They fucking they went to hell for leather against them. And like I said earlier on, it could have been at one point he could have been five one up, and it was, <clears> the game would have been cut and dried. But it's just you've kind of suffered through what Celtic have been suffering with. It just the wee tiny lapses in defensive concentration, man. And Hollander uh, just had a fucking nightmare. Hollander yeah. had a horrible night. Horrible and night. I, I feel should have. Can I can't do it was that was the total rank time to be trying to get it for to Morelos and it's it's weird because as soon as he does that man two minutes come up on the board and you're thinking I was sitting there thinking at least three four and you're like two minutes come on we can hold on two minutes as soon as the board went up they put the ball in the back of the net man it was it was like it was it felt like a defeat but it did it was kind of the same as what happened to us in France see it when the draw was made. And somebody would go like that to you, who gives a draw in Lisbon. Mm-hmm. You'd a bit of a hand ah, after it. it. Right, ah, but it's, it. it's just I can the understand what you mean. Because he's been two goals up, I still think that that performance in France by Celtic was a really good performance, even though we gave away the two goals. It, again, we, we took a draw before the game, we would also. I think he's kind of need to look at the positives. I think he's will do them at Ibrox. So I do. I don't oh, know, man. man. That's gave them mega confidence that uh, they've. They, I don't know. I think it's the other way about too. I think that will definitely be our hardest game. See um, the thing, if uh, the way I was looking at it, the first five ten minutes, it was like when we played Leverkusen. I thought we're going to get absolutely fucking annihilated here. We're going to get cuffed. Then they get the man sent off. But the way we played when they went do it ten men is the best I've ever seen us playing under Gerard at the time. Some of the football was unbelievable, and when Kent hit the post. You're going next to him in 4-1. There was a chance before that in Auckland in 5-1. But like Grado says, when two minutes goes up, you're going right, two minutes. I thought it'd have been three or four. You're going, let's get a sell the line. Morelos is breathing out his arse. Arfield tries to play him in. When all you need to do is check out it, start again, keep the ball up the road, three points, and you've got fucking tap of the group. But you might have took it beforehand. But when they come to Ibrox, it's going to be a different fucking animal, I think, man. Because they're a good, good team. They're a very good team. 
they did look tidy at times, look really tidy at times, and they've got a couple of players that you can tell are just that that wee bit above the rest of them, you know what I mean? Aye, so aye. if he's contemporary them, then I don't see any reason why he's kinda got a good result out of this one at all. I think we beat Liege at Ibrooks. Poznan, Gennetti Poznan will be a hard game. But I think if we beat Liege at Ibrooks and then try something to Benfica we're through. But even at that, if you get a, a decent result at Benfica and you beat uh, Standard Liege, then I think he's all winning the group. Possibly, mate. Possibly. We'll see. But weekends football. Good result for you at Fair Park, mate. Scoosh It was. Do you know what? I fucking I was night shift the night before and I missed the game. So I had to sit and watch it all back. And see when you know the score and you're sitting watching it. Satisfying sitting and watching it. Oh, it's, it's so much easier. You've not got that fucking aye. tightness in your aye. body and all that. But aye, aye, I, aye. I get a great response by El Yanushi, a great response by the team as well. And uh, I four goals at, at Motherwell's a decent haul, especially the way they've been playing. No eight goals right enough, is it? Ah, uh, do you know some man? I think Grado said it all night, man. I actually felt sorry for Hamilton. I did. Felt sorry uh, for no for Hamilton. I felt sorry for Brian Rice. Oh, Brian I Rice. Aye, to him, man. Aye. I did like listening aye. to him. And then did they not get the get beat last night? Did they not? They get beat. Oh, after after put him at the cup. Aye, aye. man. Which is funnily enough, it's a it's a good topic. That thank fuck they won last night. Aye, the guests we've got today, man. No, but the weekend, man. Again, Taverni is playing the fucking. Best football he's probably ever going to play in his life. The team was good. Jack get rested at half time. We rested Steve Davis. Zungu get his debut where Grado was purring over. Oh, man, I thought he was shit off. That, that first 90 seconds, man, he yeah. looks different class. But we were due to batter a team. And, uh, Aye. I, but you know that way, like, even before the Hamilton game, every game is like a cup final. I still had mega butterflies in my stomach, even for the Hamilton at home. That's just the way it's going to be until the Aye. end of the season. But it was tremendous, man. Right, so on the show today, we've got a man who's been everywhere in football. He's played at Rangers, Falkirk, Hull, Hartlepool, Swansea, Bristol Rovers, Carlisle, Hibs, Cheltenham, Sago... What the fuck's that? Sago Car. Sago Car and Muhan Bagan in India. <laughs> St Mirren, Airdrie, Jesus Christ, still in Albion. And he now plays his Bye. trade for Stranra and scored a goal last night. It is Daryl Duffy. What a CV that is, isn't it? What no half, CV man. No half. Hey. That is genuinely Jim Hamilton material, isn't it? Uh, I take it. John set this man up then because he played with Falkirk then. Aye, aye, aye. aye. The Football Daft open line is back as we invite you on to the show to speak to our expert panel. Or you might just need to speak to me, Grado, and Chris, and Brian, you can maybe chip in as well. You might want to talk about the Hearts documentary on the BBC, I want to talk about that, Brilliant. or get Grado to try and steal a dog. <laughs> and Alex from Trademate Sports has some top tips for bookie bashing this weekend. And on the big question we ask, what jobs should footballers do after their careers are over? Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, well, she's back your vengeance. It's Nicole for G4 Claims to tell us all about what the guys over there do. How are you doing, Nicole? I'm okay, thanks. How are you guys? Good, it's good to see you. Living the dream, Nicole, living the dream. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. Same here, same here. Oh, good, man. So you've been busy, hen? 
It's because we've done all the small talk and we've started doing the bit, man. It's all fucking gone, man. <laughs> I tell you what, Nicole, Nicole, see if you, see if you um, were a taxi driver and we were in an accident on the way home, what would you do? Well, immediately I would, I would get these all signed up with G4 claims. How can um, we help us? And <laughs> <laughs> so, G4 claims is a non-fault accident management company. So why would you contact your own insurance? Why would you risk a match getting put against your own policy? Whether it's temporary or not, it will affect your policy. Why would you risk having to pay your excess up front and waiting your insurance, sending it back? You know, who has 500, a £1,000 excess sitting about? Not a lot of people, so you don't want to be doing that. If an accident is not your fault, you want to be using uh, the third-party insurance direct. So that's the person who has caused the accident. It should be their insurance picking up the bill, and we can handle that for you. So we'll provide you a like-for-like replacement hire vehicle whilst your car's off the road. We'll get your car repaired and improved body shop of your choice or of your choice if you don't have one. We, if your car is written off, we will get an independent engineer to value your car so that you're happy with the value and you're not left in any day of negative equity and we'll get that recovered from the third party insurance for you. If you have a sore neck, sore back, any sort of injuries from the accident, we'll be all signed up for your whiplash claim as well. And everything we do is totally free to go. We bill everything to the at-fault insurance. Also, we'll never waste your time. So if you think that you know, is an accident my fault, is it not? Phone us in and ask the question. You know, we'll tell you what's right and wrong. We'll guide you in the right direction. Don't think for a minute that because someone at the scene of an accident's told you you're at fault, then you're at fault, because that isn't always the case. So make sure if you're in an accident, phone us first, because if we can help you, we will. G4 claims, not at fault claims, made easy. Made easy. Made easy. Football daft with G4 claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Right, welcome to the Football Daft Open Line, where anything goes. This is the part of the show where we give you the chance to ask our panel anything you want. You, know, you can come on, you can talk football, you can talk Tam Spragans, talk about Chelsea Bob and his plans to win Kimback in River City. I don't know about that is, but we'll go with it. Um, as usual, we've got a panel <laughs> of football experts. Um, I use that term very, very loosely. Uh, first up, Stephen Kevens. How you doing, mate? I'll take it. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm looking forward to whatever gets flung my way. And, no? you're, and you're joined by Chris Delahunt. Yes. <laughs> and, and I wonder if you like this one. Graham Sutton. How you doing, Oh, mate? You, you guys. Oh, <laughs> come on. Hey, anyway, hey. I want to know. Kim's a murderer. Kim's a murderer. Oh. No, I, I can't. I can't. I, I can neither well, confirm or deny. You can't ask him that. You can't ask him that. No, you can. You can. I caught tease me there with the Kim stuff, so I, but I'm anti taking it because the fans are anyway. So, boys, let's get to our first caller then. So, first up is Jack Graham. He's a Rangers fan, and he's got a question about Rangers centre halves. What's up? How are you doing? 
No bad, mate. How's Shane Murray? How's things, mate? I don't know, bad man, yourself. Good, mate. Good. What do you love? I stay down in there. See you. Yeah. Getting warmed up. Aye, mate. Aye, best pals. I like having scarf in the background there, Jack. He's in. It's a nice wow. wee scarf in the background there, mate. I like oh, I've got one. I've got two. Oh, nice, mate. Nice, nice. This is why we need to start going back to the studio, man, because he's gone that and I'm going, do you go to Ellis for your dinner? <laughs> and I just like, listen to that. They'll go, listen to that. Dafty try to ask him where it goes for his dinner or that. Just be sitting there going, do you go to Ellis? Yeah, Ellis is class to be fair. As man, isn't it? That's good. Jack, you've got a question about Rangers centre halves. Aye, mate. Obviously, eh. Uh, it's Colton's kind of been the kind of standard he's always going to be your first one in for start 11 and the rotation has been between Balogun and Hollander but my question is the forgotten man Katic how is he ever going to get work his way back in when Balogun's kind of outperformed the expectations so to speak and Hollander's playing so well Aye it's a, it's a tough one I mean obviously Katic with injury go first and foremost you just don't know what player a player's going to be like coming back for injury in the first place, do you know what I mean? So we're lucky we've got Hollander there. We've got Balogun, both of them are, like you say, they've exceeded expectations and Goldson is the mainstay. He's the glue that holds the defence together this season, but it looks at it. But I still think Katic, he's young. He's last season, I think he exceeded expectations as well when he first signed for Rangers. So if you can get him back fit, he's, I don't, it's a good problem to have, but he's going to have to be really on his game to get a place Aye. ahead in the day three do you know what I mean but you think Grado I, I think it's that same Katic is young um, but look I, I feel comfortable in every position just now it's great we've got, we've got a couple of players a couple of good players for each position so it is a good a good word to have but I, I'm gutted for Katic do you know what I mean I really am but I, I'm thinking that he probably wouldn't have featured anyway the mayor I think about it with the think I don't know I, I think he would uh, I, well I think I, I I, no, I think he would have. I just don't think we would have seen Balogun. I don't think we would have seen Balogun. Balogun is great to have for you know aye. the experience he's got. And he spoke, spoke about it in interviews. I think he'll be like a right kind of Davy Weir type of mentor to the centre-halves. Definitely, man. I mean, it's like you say, man, it's a good it's a good problem to have. But Katic, I mean, you even seen like his, his posts on Instagram and stuff. He was in some shape at the start of the season. He was looking like an absolute machine. Do you know what I mean? But aye, it's aye. a shame what happened. But I don't know, mate. It's a good problem to have. Aye, he just needs to stay off the, uh, what do you call it? <coughs> the gas. That... The gas. <laughs> he needs to stay out. He's gas to the girls, according to Celtic fans, you know what I mean? Aye, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no fucking idea what you're talking about. You know, is, he a, is, like, is he a tank now? Aye, he did. He come back for pre-season and he was massive for the gym. But I were, I'm taking a piss out of the Celtic fans. Oh well, it's like fans saying he was aye. on the gear. Aye, right, aye. okay. Aye, right. I'm sorry, mate. I didn't pick you up. I'm like, what's he, is he? Is he buzz gas or something? <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, I was using wrestling terms. Aye, mate. Oh, mate. I don't know how I've no fucking picked it up. I done it for right. you, mate. There has been a lot of signatures in the petition this week to get his all tested. So you never know. What I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Big Jack, cheers, mate. Thank you, bud. Thank you, pal. Hey, thanks. Cheers, cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Right, next up, we've got Jimmy. He wants to ask a question about Scotland. Oh, it's me, Jimmy! Hey, it's me, Jimmy! <laughs> 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 the, the second... Who do say... Who's it? The, 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 the... So these, this is the two little people of professional wrestling in Scotland, isn't it? Two. 
Have you recovered from about a year in the boys and took the hardcore belt off you, my man? Oh, I forgot about that. Aye, did you? I never. There we go. <laughs> never forget, bro. Tommy, how's it going? I'm not bad, sir. How's it still good, though? I am. I've uh, it's been a long time since I've bumped into you because obviously the wrestling shows are off just now. It's a bit of a shame, but I've got you on Facebook. I'm sure you were, you said you had interviews for Jobs last week. How did you go on? Oh, I could not back. Ah, you're joking, mate. Good to see you, mate. What's your question today about Scotland? Where and what were you doing the last time you were in the the World Cup? That's a great question. I was in school. I walked in for school early and sat and watched Scotland v Brazil with my dad. John Collins scored the penalty. Me and my dad were buzzing. Then we lost a goal after it. But I just at school, mate. That's how long ago it was. Do you know what? I can remember that day clear as day. Wednesday Aye. the 10th of June, 1998. I remember there was a Scotland flag in the air. <laughs> I don't know if a plane managed to do it or whatever, but they put the St Andrew's Cross up in the sky. I remember going to the club watching it with all my family and the, the streets were empty because I remember at half time, um, I was hungry and my mom gave me a pound to go for a bag of chips and there was no motors in the street, absolutely nothing. The, the chip shop was empty. The only reason why the chip shop was open was because the guy that ran it was Italian and that was the only reason why he was open. So... I do remember it, man. It was brilliant. I loved it. I heard that the chippy was closed the next day when I like, played Serbia and the, <laughs> their opening group match. You remember uh, that? I, I was just going to say, I can't remember the last time Grado answered a question and didn't mention a chippy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a story pretty much the same as yours, Stevie. I left school early. But I think they let us away early. Ah, yeah. I think I they let us like away early. I... And <clears throat> my, my school was at the top of my house, so... We've all got our Scotland tops on in school that day as well. They allowed us to wear our mm-hmm. Scotland tops into school. So mm-hmm. down the down the road, all my pals came to my house and we watched the, the game in my house. And do you remember, remember when we took the lead? We, we took the lead. And oh. it's, uh, we're fucking winning this whole tournament. We're beating Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're beating Brazil. And then Tom, Tom Boyd goes and fucking puts an OG in, doesn't he? Aye. Aye. What a day that was, man. Do you remember it, Jimmy? I was 14. Right. And I had uh, I was I had football for PE and we were trying to get away early, but they were teachers wasn't they for having it. Oh. Ah, oh, catch pass. Was a shame. <laughs> <laughs> so Jang Jang were gonna do it tonight then, Jimmy? I fucking hope so. <laughs> fingers crossed, mate, fingers crossed. But anyway, here by the way, that this guy had been on football daft before. Before any years, he's not that I. Remember, remember you come on to Hingway, you come on, you got me to phone in for because uh, you couldn't get somebody to talk about Selic the night before. Remember, I don't remember, remember that, that's mad. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, anyway, anyway Jamie, Jimmy, good to see you, pal. Good to see you, mate. All the best, mate. Cheers, Bye. Right, and our last caller today is Ross McLeod. He's a Rangers fan and he's got questions oh. about both <laughs> the Celtic. And Rangers managers. All right, Ross. What's happening? All right, man. How you doing, Ross? How's things? Oh, oh you, did oh, you get by the retro taps? Is nice. that the goalie one? Uh, would you call it Ryan? Was at mine watching the wrestling all night? And I went see the old boot that does night shifts. She's a nurse next door. She got my Rangers tap while I was out. Uh, would you call it at the shops? I didn't want to wake her. She's on night shift for the next three days. So I had to wait three days to get my tap off. Oh, you're joking, man. Oh, what? You're joking. Man. So like, you, talk, you talk about Ryan up there? Ryan Fihingway? Is that you, Ryan? You're talking about, right? Are you his pals? 
Aye. Right, no, I wouldn't say. Wait, 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 I think they're doing everything that they can to like get their uh, respect back up just because of that carry on at the start of the year. It feels as if they're just throwing everything at us, isn't they, Bob? Aye, they're nice to cracking, cracking, There's a cracking wings jacket that's superb, Aye. man, but you kind of get it. It's an adult, you kind of get it for an adult size, but anyway. How are you I doing, Ross? That's because it's a fruit of the loom number. <laughs> <laughs> that are your retro chats, Chris? Aye, I love these shits, mate. Honestly, I'm right. I'm, I'm down with them. You can spit through some of them, but I love the fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, Ross, you've got two questions then. Um, go with your first one. Don't ask me a dead football question, mate. I can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's simple enough. <laughs> um, so, it's basically just about both managers on both sides of the old firm. Uh, obviously we've seen Lennon come under a bit of fire do you think win or lose Lennon will be there next season and do you think Gerard would still be there this season if this last season wasn't cut off because of Covid uh, I'll, I'll take any winning one um, I think that this is Lennon's last season at Celtic regardless of what happens I think that the pressure's getting to him and I think he'll do his famous cut and run that he does anytime he's anywhere so I think this will be the last season that we'll see Lennon as the Celtic manager. And to be honest with you, it can't come fucking quick enough for me than mm-hmm. Ross. I was just, I was just thinking, he's uh, law was man. Obviously, he was hired after the cup final. It's a sort of thing. If Celtic get the ten, he can say, right, I was proved right. I can get him out. Mm-hmm. No embarrassment to me. And if they don't get the ten, then he will not be there because the sports won't allow it. Exactly. You're absolutely right. He's in a no lose situation if he leaves this season. Right. Right. And that's 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 the way I see it. You know what I mean. Your other question about Gerard. Do you think Gerard would have uh, would he still be here if we managed to finish the season and, and no win the league? Is that what you mean? Uh, I just because obviously we had ah. we did have a game on and we did have two games against Celtic, so you know the, the the gap could have went down. You know, I think we all accepted Celtic were winning the league once it went thirteen clear. But do you think you know if it went? Maybe if Celtic went twenty points clear, maybe Jenk Gerald would I get the book. Uh, what no, do you think, Bob? I don't think he no, would have. I don't want to hear no, because I, I think his money's in the bank with what he's done in Europe with his last season. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if we don't win a trophy this season, well, we need to win the league this season. We all know the importance of win the league, but if he doesn't at least win a trophy this season. I think Gerard would accept he's been a failure and he would go himself. And I think I, if he doesn't win in this season, he'll be off. I think. Yeah, I know. I know that report like results mean a lot, right? But in my opinion, the job that Stephen Gerrard's done at Rangers in the three years that he's been there has been nothing short of phenomenal. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. he get them, he get them to where they are just now with what he inherited. It's incredible. And mm. if you look at it as well, Neil Lennon, he inherited uh, he inherited Brendan Rodgers' side that were firing in all cylinders and the team have actually regressed. So, if you, you know, I think, I think Gerard would have still been there this season regardless and mm. I wouldn't be surprised if, and it's a big if, if they don't win anything this season, I think he'll still be there next season because he's got a board behind him that are buying into what he's doing. 
and he's got a fan base behind him that are buying into what he's doing as well. And I think the longer he's there, the, the success is going to come at some point. Well, do you know what? I don't know if I'd be surprised if, if, if Gerard does win the league this season. It wouldn't surprise me if, if, if he left then. And I don't know, obviously I'd be upset, but I would get the feeling, right, this is what he was set out today. He's <clears> won us <throat> the league. Thanks very much, Stephen Gerrard. That kind of thing. I, 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 I've got a feeling, just the way we're playing in Europe, if we win the league, I think there's going to be clubs sniffing, sniffing in a bit. It's going to be too hard for us to try and keep them at Ibrooks. But as I said, I'd be gutted, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't see, want any. See working. what you don't want. What you don't want for a Celtic perspective looking at non Rangers. If I was a Rangers fan, what I wouldn't want, the two things that you don't want right now is you don't want Gareth Southgate leaving the England post and you don't want Jurgen Klopp leaving the Liverpool post. Because mm-hmm. he's going to be on their radars, and I know it might be. Do you know what? I might be. I might be stretching a wee bit here, but he's building up a fucking good CV, right? He really is. And all right, he's not won a trophy yet, but you can tell the way that he's going, his philosophies, the way he gets his team playing, the way he coaches them, the way he's, he's obviously brilliant with the motivating as well. You know, what I mean, I think he's going to go on to become a really fucking good manager. And like you said, there, Gredo. As I, I think the only way that he leaves Rangers now is if Liverpool or England come calling. I remember it was the <clears throat> on Rangers TV it was the Galatasaray game and we had to remember we'd like a fucking star studded lineup, Gredo with Walter Smith on, there was Sunis, McCann. I remember talking to when Gerard came up after it and he was talking Emma Dodge and that and Walter Smith was there and Walter says to him, You just need that first trophy and then it'll just keep it'll come. It's gonna come, just get that first trophy. <laughs> But I think Gerard knows himself, man. I think it's all fair and well what we've done, man. But at Rangers, you need to win silver. Right? And he's mentioning that in every interview aye, now, isn't he? He's aye, going, aye. Uh, Alfredo Manelos, you know, he's breaking the Rangers record to the European goal. Don't compare him to McCoy. He that. was more interested in going, well, he can start accepting plaudits like that once he's won silverware like Alan aye. McCoy. So you can aye. tell. And it's more than, more than one occasion he's been on like that. Mm-hmm. I, do you know I think he's got a wee hang about Morelos but hey, there's, a, there's a wee hang there with Morelos I think I don't think it's unhe- unhealthy but aye no. well that's true that's true mm-hmm. aye but aye, to answer your question mate I think Lennon will be away at the start of next season regardless I think Gerard will be away if he doesn't win anything but if he does win something well hopefully man I think you need to remember Gerard I know I think Michael Beal's a lot of it Michael Beal has a lot of the stuff that goes on in the training pitch and stuff I think it's odd isn't it Michael See, what you're saying there about Michael Beale, that's my worry, Ross, with Celtic. Because I've got, I, I feel as if John Kennedy's actually the Celtic manager. Right? Mm-hmm. And I know that that might sound a wee bit foreign, right? But Lennon's no on the training ground. Right? He's, he's admitted last week, by the way, lads, after you're ripping the piss at me, he's come out and said, I, we had a meeting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Brilliant. And then, he, then he's turned around and said, which is something that I've not done for a long, long time. I'm meeting to go over mm. the weekend, the weekend wow. of the the European game. Now, why is a manager not mm. not there taking taking these things on? That's part of the job. What's he winning getting paid for? See if he's not in the training ground and he's not in the he's not in the the dressing room going over the tactics and stuff. Well, what is he actually fucking doing? Toll, toll, I'm gonna calm down. My single one trailer, guy out here man. and it's getting a bit, it's getting a bit. Hey, you're just singling one guy out here, mate. I'm getting a bit offended with your partner here, mate. <laughs> I, never, I never made any personal attacks on the guy. I just want yeah, to know yeah. what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> 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 
یا راشی ابیت مگانش یا چی که این کارو می And Chris Toll tweeted me, and it resulted in thousands of Chris Toll followers sending me abuse. Oof, really? What happened? There, man. Well, I put a Does joke surprise up. Surprise me. Who's your previous on social media, mate? Who's your previous? There's a wee joke on our podcast. I love Billy Gunn. I think he's smashing. And Road Dog clipped up. There was like a brawl, and Road Dog clipped up, and I went, "There's that guy that owes his career to Billy Gunn." It's a wee joke, and Chris Toll. <laughs> well, don't swag your Road Dog, my man. Crystal responded, I think you're talking rubbish there. So then, I had a bunch of people that have obviously seen Crystal's tweet. Oh, saying, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> saying, aye, you're talking rubbish, aye. And then I started getting abused towards Billy Gunn. I'm like, I'm not actually Billy Gunn. I've just tweeted a like. <laughs> 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 by the way, by the way I, love, I love Billy Gunn, but Road Dog was always a man in the new age out was for me. Oh no, I love both of them. It was just to annoy people with the podcast because I don't show up on the television. That was my point about uh, anyway, social media. Somebody says something and everybody jumps on the back of ah, it and right. it's, it's a nightmare, man. But listen, that, that obviously wasn't intended, Ross. No, no, I don't remember that. Ross, I'm really sorry. On behalf of Football Daft, we apologise. On... It's been a long road, but as long as I've got an apology now, I think I can... <laughs> uh, and obviously, I mean... We're, 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 we're really deeply saddened to hear of this news and obviously we hope Crystal can learn from it and move on and we will have a meeting after the show today. <laughs> yeah, it's a meeting. I fucking love a meeting. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming on, Ross. That was a good question, mate. Cheers, no, mate. No Thanks, Cheers. Ross. Good you later on, Ross, mate. Catch you after. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, there you go. That's another football daft open line done and dusted for the week. John said it last week and I'll say it again. We need some more varied callers, more varied questions on this segment. We want River City fans to come on and give I know, man. Listen, see, just any fans eat anything. Anything at all, man. I'm getting inundated with these Rangers calls. We want flight simulator <laughs> calls. People who do Aye. flight simulator. And virtual back. Virtual background calls. <laughs> if you want to come on and talk about hair transplants, I'm your man. <laughs> if you want to come on and talk about lack of hair transplants, I'm your fucking man. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. At Football Daft, we want to help you out with this brand new way to beat the bookies, tradematesports.com. It's a new tool for sports traders that calculates the true odds of a sporting event and signals when the bookies make mistakes so that you can exploit them using value betting. In betting markets, there are a few market leaders that, are the, that the rest of the markets follow, and TradeMate Sports have worked to identify these markets leaders, which has enabled them to calculate the true odds in different sport markets. The true odds being the odds that most accurately reflects the actual probability of an outcome. Now, because bookmakers often offer different odds on the same games, inefficiencies occur in the sports betting markets. Their algorithm compares the true odds to the, to the odds of more than 100 bookmakers to look for deviations, then signals these deviations in real time, enabling you to exploit them. 
Last week, Alex the Codemade Sports picked a winner with goals scored, so here he is with a wee bit more information and a tip for this weekend. G'day Football Daft listeners, Alex here from Trade Mate Sports once again. Unfortunately, I don't have any tips for you this week, just because our model doesn't really predict any of the outcomes of international games or anything like that. Um, but good news was last week we got two out of two, which is nice. Both uh, Chelsea scoring the Chelsea game, I think, had five goals, so covered the over 2.75 and also covered the plus 0.25 on Crystal Palace. So two winners there, which is great. Uh, so I thought I'd just drop you a bit of, little, little bit more of an educational piece this week. So I want to talk about variance. So those two picks last week could well and truly have lost. Um, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't really had anything to do with my opinion or, you know, me just giving out a terrible bet and stuff like that. It's more just down to variance and, uh, and the mathematical side of betting. So I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of education around that. Like I could flip a coin 50 times. It's a 50-50 chance. It should be 25 on heads, 25 on tails. It's probably not going to happen. It's probably going to happen, you know, maybe 20 times on heads and 30 on tails. It's a lot of randomness involved, even though it's a split down the middle 50-50 chance. So just remember that uh, that although odds are very accurate at predicting the true odds of a game, um, there's so much randomness and variance involved in sports betting. You can only really judge your results over thousands and thousands of bets. So... Yeah, that's the good thing about trade mate sports. You can easily get in a thousand bets in two or three weeks. Um, so yeah, go start a free week trial and uh, start your value betting journey. So get involved with TradeMateSports.com right now and support Football Daft by checking out the link in the episode bio or heading to our social media Football Daft Pod on Twitter or just plain old Football Daft on Facebook. Let's get bookie bashing. Football Daft's big question. This week's big question is off the back of something we were talking about last week. Former Rangers, Falkirk and Morton defender Luca Gasparato has given up football to pursue a career as a tree surgeon in his native Canada. So we asked what jobs should footballers do after they give up the game? What do you think, Trips? Get into the media. Come on, pod, podcast. That's the best one, isn't it? Ah, that's what you've, I think a lot... Because 20, 25 years ago, they never heard that. Uh, really, today with football, what was it? Maybe getting into agent training, taking your licenses Aye. and all that. But now, if I was a young man, I'd be writing about it. See, like, so like, see, just for example, right, there's Tony Watt still playing football, but he's already into Twitch and stuff like that. He'll be sorted Aye. once he gets... Uh, once he finishes football, because he'll have the gift of the gab and all that to talk... Um, Plus, he's, he's been on the show as well. He's been on the show. He's, he's absolutely brand new. So, yeah. I think something like that. But then, remember, we were talking to um, Andy Little our week. Hey, I've seen his Instagram quite a bit. He knows what he's doing, man, with old proper again. I he's fucking. He's, I've, I've, got, I've got a few ex footballers on Facebook, and they're angry. They're uh, like Barry John Core in particular, is mm. into, the, into the property game. Aye, and aye. You, you want to see. The pictures that they put up, see, he flips them, like he, he buys a house or whatever, does them up, and then sells it. Aye. And see what he does with these gaffes, man. Honestly, Aye. God, I would, I would Aye, love man. to be able to do something like that. Honestly, I really would. And then you remember, remember the guy I go and I played football with a few times, Jamie Mitchell. He does uh-huh. all finance game and all that. Oh, there's mm-hmm. so many things that the day that I quit. Andy Littles was really interesting. Even that Jamie Mitchell, and he was on all that stuff. Dead interesting hearing 
a totally different side of what they're doing for football, do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, I think a lot of football players as well, they've got the options because if they're earning loads of money during their career, man, they can basically get anything they want. Just, just saw about using aye. the money rightly, and it's like... Mm-hmm. Aye, aye. See, if, see if, you invest, if you invest wisely while you're a footballer, then what you, what you do after you finish in football is completely up to you as long. You've mm-hmm. got the funds to do it. If, you, mm-hmm. if you've played at a decent level, you know what I mean? And if, if you've been wise aye. with your money. So it's not aye. something that everybody can do, but definitely it was, it's something that I would love to be able to get into, man. If it, aye. If it was me, man, I was a football player and I was earning decent, though, I'd well be getting the media side of it. Definitely. 100%. 100%. But the listeners have gave us some examples here. Ross Johnson says Shane Duffy could be a scarecrow as he moves like one. Aye, man. Right, okay. You Great patter. <laughs> All right, then. Rab says Lee Griffiths working in the Tunnock's Tea Cake Factory. Oh, these are not very good. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> I was uh, well, there's William, <laughs> says, uh, William says ball and goalie would make a good holiday rep. This is kind of, you know. This is poor yeah, here. This is, is, is middle of the road, isn't it? I suppose. Joe. Let's, 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 come on. The, the, the folk listening to the show, they've not got many options. They can't. There, there's nobody coming on here being serious. They all want to be. They want their. They want their day. They want their fifteen minutes of fame. So let's just laugh at them, right? Right. And Joe says former Falkirk player Denon Lewis could become a reality TV reject. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Gallen says Bilal Mojni would make a cracking boxer. <laughs> <laughs> And I say Stephen Thompson would make a good representative for Burton. That's pretty good. Oh! <laughs> Ian thinks Alan McCoy's would make a decent gardener. <laughs> and Gordon Weir says Kevin McAllister could be a home security engineer. <laughs> I don't get that one, but it's a good one. Is it not a day with Home Alone, no? Home Alone reference. Oh, Kevin McAllister. I thought you would have got that, mate. So I should have got that's one of my favourite films. Fuck so there we go. Get your get your oh. questions in next week. Sorry if I've couldn't kind of fast with this one, but there you go. Thanks to everybody that sent in their uh, compilations of what you should be as a football player when they finish. That was good. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. The ProSet Playoff is back with PiesPorts.com. You know, with Scottish football fans eating over a million pies a year, um, it's probably not the best number because I eat a quarter of those. Um, we'd love to bring to your home a real taste of Scottish football in the form of a range of fans' favourites, scotch, steak and gravy and macaroni pies. Ordering is done on the website via the Pie Style page or by calling the SOS hotline on 0141 Delivery of the pies is currently free of charge to a bunch of postcodes. You'll find them on the website, piesports.com. And deliveries will be made either Friday or Saturday of the weekend, and you can choose which day you get them delivered. So, playing for the pies today, it's David. How you doing, David? Not bad, mate, not bad. So I, I get what you mean now, Gredo. It's as if he's uh, phoning us for, like, maybe what's abroad or something like that, and it's like... Maybe he does. Aye, Aye, maybe it does. We don't, we don't know what's outside that window. That could be the fucking Eiffel yeah. Tower out there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm Motherwell. Where are you pulling us from? Was it Motherwell? Motherwell. Ah, Aye. Shall I explain it? We've only just got phones down here. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you fancy playing, David? Myself, Grado, or Toll? I'll go for Toll. Oh. Yes, come on. Oh. Wait, so are, you a, are you a Motherwell fan, David? I'm, mate. I'm. Keep my local. Aye. 
Shorty, yeah, shorty, hear that, mate? Shorty, hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to Keith Lasley on the show? No, no, I've missed him. That James. Mate, what do you mean you missed them? You can fucking get them whenever you want. They're on the website. I know. <laughs> I know. My mum always probably watching that one. They've seen the big that's silver pot. That's the same as oh, Tom's favourite. Aye, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, right, so David, do you need to pick a buzzer? Then, what's your buzzer sound going to be for this? Uh, that, uh, <laughs> good, mate. I like it, I like it. I like you can it. get a better buzzer noise than that. Um, we normally pull out a name from the hat, but he wants Chris, so we'll give him Chris then. Uh, Chris, what's your oh. what's yours going to be? What's my buzzer? Well, going by the weekend, I'll say my buzzer's El Yunusie! <laughs> <laughs> right, so the rules are simple. I'm going to read the description of a footballer from the 91-92 Scottish Pro Set card set. Um, and you have to guess who it is by buzzing in when you know the answer. If you do buzz in, however, and you get it wrong, you're out, and the other person gets to guess it. So it's first to two wins. As you know, whoever wins gets the pies. So Chris is desperate for the pies, because I know he, he loved them last week when he had they're them. They're fucking dynamite. <laughs> they are, they are, they're banging, man. They are, they're really, Aye, really man. Good. I never got them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? I just get to the radio. <laughs> are you shitting me? Did you not get them? Oh, because I'm not on the postcode area. Oh, mate. I, God, I, I, don't worry, David. The delivery off Lanarkshire, mate. I'm about five minutes <laughs> up the road for you. Aye. <laughs> right, so I'll start this one. He's both ready. Yes. Yep. Okay, so first one. This guy's career began at Aberdeen, making his league debut in 1984. In his six seasons at Pataudry, he won international honours at youth and under-21 level for Scotland before a £250,000 transfer to QPR in 1989. He only played 15 games before returning north, signing for Hibs. And after two seasons, he signed for the Saints in time to make his debut on opening day of the season. Any ideas? When you say Saints, which Saints? Are we talking St. Johnson, St. Mums? Sorry, St. Johnson. St. Johnson. St. Johnson. Right, so he's went, he's went for Aberdeen to QPR, back up to Hibs and on to St. Johnson. Yes. I'm uh, El Yunusi. Go for <laughs> it. Is it. Is it Keith Wright? No, it's not Keith Wright, no. <sighs> David, you got a chance? A good shout there. Does he not get oh. to see the face now? Ah, uh, you can turn the card round if you want, David. Well, the thing is, I actually don't have the, <laughs> you the card because I've been sent photos of the card. And Ryan, can you do a draw? Photos. Can you do a draw on him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe stick men. Can can you know Google him on your phone and hold up? Uh, aye, okay, I'll do that. Then. That's a good choice. Oh, always think outside the box. What did we do without pardon? What did we do without pardon? But make sure it's not a big photo. On sorry, David, this is so unprofessional. <laughs> oh, sorry. This guy's missed 15 calls for his work. <laughs> right, okay. I, I have got a photo, but I can't, I can't get rid of the name at the top. <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. Okay. It literally, it literally has the guy's name at the top. Right, I've got one here. I don't know if you can see properly there. I don't know who that is. No, we're calling it. Nah. Uh, nah, Chris, Chris, you were very close. It's Paul Wright. Paul Wright. You're joking, oh, man. People in the buffs and all. 
So, nobody got that one, so we'll move on to the next one. This is going to be a horrendous edit job, but I'll make that sound, <laughs> sound clever. <laughs> so, nobody got that one. So, next one then. So, this guy is from Goal Scoring Stock. His father, Tony, was a much-travelled centre-forward in the 1960s. His career began at Coventry City, but after five seasons at Highfield Road, a modest fee took him to Portsmouth. His 22 league goals in an 83-84 season attracted attention of England and AC Milan. Three seasons in Italy were followed by a spell with... Elgin Ushie, Elgin Ushie. Yep. Mark, Mark Hately. Mark Hately, yep. correct. One now to Chris. Mark Hately, just going to finish <laughs> off by saying followed by a spell with Glenn Hoddle and Monaco and he was strong in the air. So, one now to Chris. Move on to the next one. So this guy was second top scorer at Aberdeen last season with 13 strikes, just one behind Dutch World Cup forward Hans Jillhouse. I think that's how you say it. El Yanushi. Yep. Duncan Shearer. Not Duncan Shearer, no. He's been on recently. So he played 15 more matches. He was rewarded for his efforts by being voted Scottish PFA Young Player of the Year. Oh, I know who that is. I must know who that is. Has already won the Skull Cup and SFA Cup winners. He's Buzz Brian. Yep, on you go. It's got to be one two, and I'm going to go Ian Jeff. Correct. That's what I said. Well played. Well played. His last week, last week was Scott Booth, wasn't it? Aye. Ian, remember the guy's like, it's Scott, Scott, and he's starting to be a phone, he's like, Aye. phone box? <laughs> <laughs> Scott, phone box, Jess. <laughs> so here we go, boys. We've got one each then, so we're a shout-out for the pies. Um, let's go for the a third shout one. Out. A shout-out. You said shout out, mate. You said shout out. I said shoot out, away you go. You said shout out? I said shoot out, away you go. Just hurry up, eh? This guy made his league oh. debut for Hearts while still a teenager in 1987 and established himself as a regular choice in the season 89-90, the season in which lifelong Hearts supporter won the PFA Young Player of the Year award. He's a Scottish under-21 honour. and looks. Hell, you know, Shane. Yep. Scott Crabb. Scott Crabb, 2-1 to Mere pies for two. That's all you fucking need. Uh, listen, to you. listen to you, you fucking flabby bastard. Anyway, I'm quite offended by how you spoke to Graham there. I, <laughs> I knew you were going to a fat fuck. <laughs> He said I fucking it was out my lips. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe after what I said earlier on. I just done that. Uh, but listen, David, shame again, mate. You're welcome. You can have the pies. Fine. Nice Thank you very much. That's very generous. Oh, you're welcome. Look at Cheers, me. I'm David. so nice. See if I ate all the pies every time I want, I'd be the size of you. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, get sorted with your pies for the games this weekend at piesports.com. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Whether your English team is Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, or Newcastle, the easiest way to watch all the English Premier League action this season is with ExpressVPN. Not only that, but ExpressVPN lets MD in the world get the cheapest EPL subscription on the market because instead of paying for an expensive cable package, you can watch all the live EPL games and full replays for less than four quid a month on Peacock Premium. The catch? It's only accessible from the United States. 
This is where ExpressVPN comes in. It lets you change your online location to the country of your choice so you can access content that's otherwise locked in your region. You'll get access to all the 380 EPL games this season, plus hundreds of shows like Saturday Night Live, American Ninja Warrior, and Peacock Originals such as Brave New World. I've heard that is top dog. Just fire up ExpressVPN, connect to the United States, and subscribe to Peacock Premium and just watch. So go to expressvpn.com slash daft to get an extra three months of free Express VPNs with a one-year package, and this goes for anyone, not just our international listeners. The follow lot of them out there. ExpressVPN.com. That's expressvpn.com slash daft for three months. That's expressvpn.com slash daft. Now let's welcome to football daft. A household name of Scottish football. He's played for the likes of Falkirk, Hibs and Rangers and currently giant killing at Stranraer. It's Daryl Duffy. What's hey, happening, Daryl. mate? How are you doing, boys? He's all right? Oh, this I is such a catch, catch, man. This is a catch. For getting Aye, the, the stars have fucking aligned. This husband. The stars have aligned. What a result last night, my man. Oh, the timing couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been mm. better. Couldn't have picked a better day to go on, to be honest. <laughs> and I imagine... For, any, that... for anybody that's not, not familiar, what's happened is Daryl's only went and put the winner in the pokey against Hamilton Ackies last night. First round now. He's, he's just basically just he's just got he just got Brian Rice's jotters last night. He's, the he's, he's ex-assistant manager, man. He's probably right now time of filming twenty two. I'd say Brian's got a meeting at two o'clock, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you can love yourself. Daryl, how how does it feel to have scored the tenth goal against your ex-manager? The tenth goal this week against your ex-manager. That must be quite a bit of a stinger. It felt good at the time. It felt good at the time, but as soon as the final whistle went, it felt dreadful. Uh, did you just realise? Did, did something click? And you went, oh, oh, man. no, that that could be like terrible for him. John, it could be like the final. Everybody's <laughs> coughing type thing. Now, I actually went up to him. Like if you see the highlights of your game, I actually went up to him at the end of the game. I like, can I shoot his hand, and give him a cuddle, and said, "Sorry, chipper." <laughs> But anyway, it's a brilliant result for Stranard, but man, it's always Aye. good to hear stories like that in Fitban. It makes it a wee bit more exciting. Good to see Aye. the clubs like that. Brilliant. Well. I think somebody said last night it's only the third time in Stranard's history that we've beat a, a premiership team. As well, oh, so I magic brilliant for us, brilliant for us, and brilliant for the club. So it's one of, one of the, one, sorry, one of the biggest results in the club's history. When you look at it like that, it really is. So it's a winner. What a what a fucking achievement, man! Uh, I know, mate. And it's my, my first of the season as well. My first goal of the season as well. First first in that, um, competitively. So I so magic, mate. Magic. What was the dressing room like last night before the game? Daryl, what was the team talk like? Because obviously Hamlet just came off the back again, absolute pasting. We used to just like right in their faces right away, just just get right in about them. Well, it was a bit... Ah, it was a bit like, do you know, they're, they're, they'll be wounded at the minute, they'll be, they'll be hurting, so don't don't give them anything to kind of G them up and, and give them a spring in their step, do you know, kind of get at them, get in amongst them. Um, and if we can get the first goal, then... It'll give us, it'll give us a real chance, and you know, that's that's the way it turned out. We did, we we kind of we done the dirty side, the basic side of it, um, got right in amongst them, didn't they let them settle into their game, got the first goal, leading at half time, which I think was massive. Um, 
they got back into it with, with a set piece, but we didn't let our heads go down. And again, we, we kept at them and got rewarded with the winner. So I was, it was absolutely magic for us, you know, and the boys were absolutely buzzing in the changing room that after. So that's oh, what you want. Football wrestlers are make you remember. What was the, the reaction to the Hamilton players? Did you kind of spy into them arguing with one another or was it he just doing or was it anything of note? Uh, there was a bit of, there were, you know, we could hear them and sense that they were getting on each other. Um, and one of, the, one of the boys come off in the second half and, um, you know, he, he went straight past the straight past the dugout into the stand and stuff like that. So that, you know, we see that as players in the opposite team and use that to our advantage as much as we can. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's what kind of helped us, like, say, dig in and, and keep going and pushing for the winner against the Premiership side, you know, where exactly. I think any other time we'd have probably been quite happy take it to, to penalties and, and try and ride our luck a bit with the penalties and get the extra point that way. But um, it was a good time, good time for us to be playing them. You know what, it, must, it must feel amazing to be the best Duffy in Scottish football. <laughs> I can't even get open to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to ask you, just because you mentioned that how good, because obviously we're kind of taking the piss a wee bit with Brian Rice, but me and Bob are always saying, love listening to Brian Rice on the radio Aye. and stuff like that. He seems like a really, really good guy, a right old school football man. Yeah. You, what, what was it like working for him? Who did, where, where did you play under him? Uh, Falkirk. So right. Yogi was Yogi John Hughes was the manager. Chipper was the assistant, and uh, I absolutely loved it. Loved it. Loved working with Yogi and Chipper. The two of them are amazing guys. <clears throat> so knowledgeable mm-hmm. about football. Their knowledge of football is second to none, and their passion and desire for the game as well is is incredible. Um, and absolutely loved. I was there for 18 months with him before I moved, and it was one of the, probably the best, most enjoyable 18 months of my career. I, it's like, we had John Hughes on this show a while ago, and I've heard a few people talking in the media, I think it was, I don't know if it was Neil McCann talking about him a few weeks ago. How does he know got a job in football now, John Hughes? Like, how's he know? Because he is like, everybody here talking about him, they just can't see enough about him. See what you're saying there, mate. When he was on the show, see his philosophies about football. Aye. I was like, I was like, how is this guy not got a job? What you're Aye. saying there? Exactly. Like, the way Aye. he speaks about football, and he's so passionate, and yeah. he's got he's got forward-thinking ideas, which a lot of managers now don't have. So yeah. I, it baffles me how he's not in a job. Aye, totally. Aye, because you think, I mean, when you hear him talking and stuff, he's infectious, and it's like mm. I don't know. He strikes me as the type of manager the players would want to play for him. They'd want it, they'd run through a wall yeah. for him, do you know what I mean? The old classic phrase, man. But I don't get it, man. I mean, he should, and he's, he's a character as well. You want characters in the game, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, he's, he's, he's got everything, do you know? He's got the whole kind of, the whole kind of package that you'd want for right. a football manager. Um, Definitely, man. But, Darrell, you started off at Rangers, obviously, right? But how was your time at Rangers when you were there? Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like, I've been in it 16 full time, so straight out of school. Um, in full time Murray Park wasn't quite ready at that time they were building it so I was at Ibrooks every day in the away changing room getting changed and into the minibus and off to training um, and then the second year was in Murray Park and I'd never seen anything like this in my life mm-hmm. before I don't know a facility like it with the, 
the pitches, the astroturf, the indoor astroturf, the gym, all the facilities under the sun that you could ever need for, for a football team and two canteens upstairs and just everything, you know, it was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. So it was growing up, it was it was some experience growing up in that environment and uh, with the players that Rangers had at that time as well, you know, that was all the yeah. Dutch contingent, Van Bronckhurst mm-hmm. and wow, Arthur man. Newman, Michael Moles, <laughs> Michael Arteta, Gino Gattuso, uh, Amoruso, you know, all eight, all eight guys. Um, Is it Advocate as well? The, 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 the... Advocate, yeah. Hi, Advocate man. was there, yeah. Tell us about him, man. What was he like? He was, he was a bit... I think the the perspective that people have got for the outside of him is a bit different from what it was like inside. Aye. Like, he had this reputation of youth, 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 and being really good with youth, but he segregated first team in youth. Aye. Like, Aye. he came in and we used to kind of all lunch together. Whenever you're ready for lunch, you'd go up. Uh, first team were in there, that was fine. But he kind of, he segregated it and you weren't allowed in the dining room if the first team were in. You weren't allowed in the physio room if the first team were in. So he kind of, he did... He segregated from that kind of side, so you didn't Aye. get to mix with them the same unless you were promoted up to train and, and play with them. Um, but like as a manager, like if you're in the first team, you know he'd, he'd have been magic. Um, Aye. Did everything, everything for the players, and as long as you worked hard for them and and that, you know he would reward you. Aye, because he has got the kind of obviously the little general and all that quite strict yeah. quite that was it did you ever see any kind of run-ins you had with any of the players then when you were in there I didn't personally no I wasn't really up um, training with the first team when he was yeah. there it was only kind of after he left I did so uh, you hear stories about I'm having run-ins with players but I, I never got to experience anything like that myself so obviously, Daryl, you're a Rangers fan. So how hard the decision? Because obviously, you want to play football regularly. You see, it's not happening at Rangers. You want it to happen at Rangers. So obviously, you're a fan and stuff, and it's a big club. But how hard a decision was that for you to go? Right, I just need to leave here. I need to get away from here. It must have been difficult as well. It was. It was difficult. Um, but you know, I just had to put my my feelings for the club to the to aside and just try and think of my own career. Because I was, like I say, I was twenty at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that's that's an age where you should really be in a first team and playing Aye. games, you know, starting games mm-hmm. for the first team. Um, and I, I just knew that that wasn't really going to happen at Rangers. Um, so and as, and as soon as I went and met met Yogi, um, and that was that. You know that was that was my mind Aye. made up for then. How many clubs you played for? <sighs> Seventeen, eighteen, something like eighteen. Right, okay. Let me ask you this. What's your favourite footballing memory? What's if you, when you retire you've played one of these clubs, but what's the one thing you're going to the grand wings when you're young? I'd, you know Being a Rangers fan, I scored a penalty at Parkhead. That's always that was with Falkirk. Um, so I that was the kind of first big stadium that I'd scored in, big kind of pack stadium that I'd, I'd scored um, you know a first team goal in um, so that's kind of always always one that I'd go back to what's it, what's it like man right, uh, me and Gredo the biggest crowd I've been in front of is seven and a half thousand right, what's it like being in front of a packed Celtic Park and scoring a goal what, it must be fucking dynamite man uh-huh, it's, it's, it's brilliant mate it's, it's, it's so hard to like put any words actually like the, the kind of feeling you get from it is so hard to 
explain it, but it's just like pure euphoria. Do you know, the hairs in the back of your neck stand up when you're walking in the tunnel and the, the noise for the crowd, you're walking out in the tunnel and then you get on the pitch and for me personally, anyway, it was all kind of, it was all blanked out. And then when the ball would go into the park for a throw-in or it would a free kick or something, then you know you'd kind of you'd kind of hear the noise in that again and take it all in again. And the game would start. Mm-hmm. You'd be so focused on the game that it would go kind of almost quiet again. And mm-hmm. you were just in your you were in your own head thinking about the game and um, you know scoring a goal at Parkhead as well. Um, it was to put us one up at the time too, and um, you know scoring a goal there in, in front of all their fans and. They're giving you absolute pelters, and it was down. It was down. The, it was down the Celtic end as well, and obviously, in the, the program, X Rangers forward now playing with Falkirk. You know, <laughs> so I was getting stuck straight away. Whether I was going to be good, shite, did score, did they score? I was going to get pelters anyway. Um, so it's 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 amazing, mate. It's amazing, and it's one thing I think I'll miss. You know, when I do retire and I stop playing football, definitely. Wait, do you know Daryl? Thirty-six. Right. I have got another four or five transfers left. Fingers crossed, mate. You never know, eh? You've still had the junior fit machine. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. That's, that's, that's one thing I've definitely considered. I spoke to a lot of junior clubs uh, this summer. Aye. That's where the money is, my man. That's where the money is. Wait, was it Buffs one of them? Uh, no. No. no? I, live in, I live in Largs now, so... Oh. Kind of they've been great with me like they've been letting me in doing coaching for my B licence and stuff like that so Dad we better ask you about your Falkirk days again right our producer John won't be happy he's not here today he'll be gutted what was the dressing room like who was the big jokers and all that in the Falkirk dressing room it was brilliant the changing room was brilliant you'd all like a lot of kind of older pros so they'd all the old school banner you'd like yeah, Scotty McKenzie uh, Fergie the goalie um, Neil Scally was a right character um, Craig McPherson left back just large on life characters you know couldn't get a word in edgeways in training and in the changing room um, but good players and good pros as well um, so I absolutely that's loved it changing room was brilliant I think a lot of that's missing in football now isn't it? a lot of that character is so that. successful mate as well definitely plays a, plays a massive role like if you've got good camaraderie and you're all together in the changing room and on the on the training pitch, like it just it just rolls over on a on a Saturday, on the games on Saturdays. So uh, it's oh, massive, I mean, it's massive, and I do think it is missed a wee bit. Do you know, I think we need to find a, a happy medium somewhere between the old drinking culture right. and, and today's culture. I think uh, somewhere uh, kind of in the middle. <laughs> today's culture. Yeah, but you're talking about um, own teammates a wee bit that were there for Patreon about about Russell Latape man. I love hearing about Latape, but so uh, many players come on here and tell us that they, he is the best player that they've ever played with. And like talking about old school, I mean, apparently we see no the same in terms of the, the amount of you know he smoked and did, did he drink? Oh, aye. Aye, aye. Oh, aye. But he, um, what, what was he like to be about? What was what made them what made them pick? What made them stun out as like the best player you've played with? Just his ability with the ball. Like I said earlier, you know, like he'd have two, three, four men round about him and you would just fire into him, fire into him, foot height, shin height, knee height. He'd bring it under control. He'd manipulate it. About his feet, use his body because he wasn't—he wasn't massive. Russ, Russ was—he was, he was small. Um, he would just manipulate the ball, and he would 
he'd take the piss out of people, to be honest, at times with the ball. And then he would do all of that, and that would be enough for some guys. He would just maybe knock it off to, to a teammate beside them. But he would do all that, and then he would zing a 30, 40, 50 yard pass right onto somebody's toe, or, or he would slide a wee, a wee through ball, inch perfect, weight perfect through for somebody. Do you know, he wasn't just content with just keeping it. And, he was, he was just he was just incredible both both feet I, as well left right foot I, I don't even realise sometimes I don't think I don't think he was appreciated as much as what when you look back for the Rangers support do you know I what I mean Gredo, when he was at Rangers aye it's kind of like the guy was a phenomenal phenomenal talent do you know what I mean I was lazy but lazy lazy aye. lazy lazy like so aye. again again in Scotland like, like oh he's a lazy He's lazy. It's like, don't Aye. play him. He's no right. He doesn't care. He doesn't try. But I, said, I, I just, just, just wasn't his style. He was, he was for the Caribbean. Do you know what I mean? He was so Aye. chilled, so relaxed. Nothing dazed him. Love that man. If he could have played with a pair of flip flops on, he would have, and he would have still been the best <laughs> player on the pitch. <laughs> you know? I love that man. I love that. <laughs> How'd you wind up in India? Oh, uh, Alan Go. Oh, really? uh, Alan Gow Gowser He's another one man Gowser Falkirk again Gowser yeah. was with me at Falkirk um, And I've gone really well with Gowser We kept in touch And um, he went to India for six months And um, he he came back And he was playing down in England um, Same time as me And whenever we'd play against each other He'd be like Oh do you fancy like, going to India Like I was out there for six months Brilliant Like go oh, you'd enjoy it And I was like nah 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 Um and then eventually kind of got more more serious into the chat. And um, I was like, so like, tell me more about it. He's like, oh, I went like six months, like stayed in a hotel. And I was like, do you miss his go? He's like, aye, my missus was with me. And um, I was like, oh, how did she go anyway? Oh, she hated it. She hated it. That's why I only stayed for six months. But you should go. <laughs> 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 I'm on the next, I'm on the next question that's coming here. The next question <laughs> off of Grado's lips was, what was the grub like out there? Tell me. <laughs> Come on. Ridic- ridiculously hot. Like, I, I, I thought I was all right with kind of spicy food um, here. And I went over there and, oh, my God, mate. Just other level. I, I, it's, it's in everything. It's in everything. Like, we we thought we'd cracked it when KFC opened in Goa in my second year. We were like, ah, oh, yes, KFC. Like, boneless chicken fillets and Sprite and 7-Up and that. Brilliant. And we'd go in. But they, they rubbed, like, a spice rub on the chicken before they covered it in the batter. Even the KFC was so. Honestly, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. We used to have to specifically request to not have masala spice in my seven up, and they would wow. look at you like you were an alien. Wow, man! Wow. Yeah, what's the deal with the money earlier? I don't want to. I don't want to get personal, but is it good money? Uh, it's good money. It's not like it's not life changing money, All but right. it's it's good money. It's better than you would get in the lower leagues in Scotland, anyway. Right. Um, but the, the lifestyle, like, fam, like me, my wife, and my, my kids all went over there, and the lifestyle was incredible, mate, especially in Goa. Like, mm-hmm. we, 
you can Aye. we'd never get anywhere near the lifestyle that we had over there in, in the UK anywhere. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Daryl, right? But see the money that you're earning over there, does that not allow you to live like an absolute king over there? I spot on, mate. Spot mm. on. Like, we we would spend most of our time at a, a five-star hotel called the Grand Hyatt in Goa. She Google it after, Google it after this, right? And go and look at the place. Like, unbelievable. Beautiful. <laughs> and the four of us would go there. Um, I'd train in the morning. We'd go there at like lunchtime, like 12 o'clock have a buffet lunch with like steak, lobster, all the seafood and that you, you could want. 30 pounds. Masala, masala spice by the bucket load. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, there was no as much spice. We could we could go up to the chef who was preparing everything fresh and request for no masala spice on stuff. So imagine. Wow. I mean, it was the, the equivalent of like 30 pounds for the four of us and we could go up and have as much as much food as you wanted. The only thing you paid for was your your drinks, your juice. And then after that, you got complimentary use of the swimming pools. And there was like three or four beautiful swimming pools there, palm trees all running about it and stuff. Just And that was basically what we did for three years. It looks tremendous, oh, mate. Nice. You know, you do, I think you see going on again up and see these Virgin and BA websites and stuff like aye, that. Aye, aye. You know, I know why you're, you were earlier for so long, but you you hear a player's gone abroad, but it's always just usually like a year, half a year, they go to China or somewhere like that. But for four years, man, yeah. that, that's really cool, man. Well, after, buddy, it, after, after six weeks, I thought I was coming back home straight away, mate, honestly. Aye. <laughs> like, talking, about the, talking about the food, like the first three months... I was in the hospital three times with like wow. pure agonising stomach pain, and they were they were saying it was because of the the spice and the oils that we use in the food. They're just saying that my stomach wasn't used to it. So I stayed oh. three times, three times, three times in the first three months oh, in the hospital. And they would just give me like fluids and stuff like that to kind of flush out my system. That's amazing, man. But but that's a brilliant experience, but that you always have that you've you went earlier and and done that. Do you know what I mean? Incredible, mate. Like like I say, from a football and from like a life experience, it's it's like second to none, mate. I couldn't let's say I couldn't replicate that kind of lifestyle with with my family because my kids were one and three when we first went over there, so not a chance I would have been able to replicate that kind of lifestyle in Scotland, England. You know. Amazing. What about like in the football team, mate? <laughs> was there a good night suit in India with your, with your teammates or that? They didn't really, they didn't really do that the same. Like there's no like no. the same kind of nah, There's not the same. There's no pubs for a start. Um, wow. Gambling is illegal in Goa, so right. they've got like boats. Out on the water, so it's like casino boats out in the water. So if you wanted mm-hmm. to do anything like that, you had to take a boat out, so you weren't actually on mainland. Um, and there was a few kind of clubs, but they were quite far away from from the football, uh, mm-hmm. where the football was. So it'd be like maybe an hour, an hour and a half drive just to get to places. So um, and we'd never really get that much time to go anyway. No. The, the schedule over there is quite hectic with the, the travel and stuff. So. so if I'm downloading Sky Bet app, I need to go and get a boat to put a coupon on. No, mate, you I get Express VPN. Cost, 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 <laughs> beat you to a stick. Get learned for putting a, a tenner Aki on at the weekend, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So how did you come back to Scotland? Was it St Mirren the same year? How did how did you go? Right, enough's enough. I'm out of here. I um, kids were getting to both of my kids were getting to primary school age, and my my wife was kind of determined to get both of them into primary school and, and settled and start building up school friendships um, from primary one for my youngest and uh, my oldest went into primary three. Um, so that was that was the kind of that was the main reason. St Mirren and Air offered me trials because obviously I'd been in India for four years. Nobody knows anything about India or Indian football, so I had to go and trial with, with St Mirren and Air. Um, again, perfect for travelling. Logs to Paisley, logs to Air, and um, both of them both of them offered me a deal, and I, I picked St Mirren for Jack Ross. Um, I'd been mm-hmm. teammates with Jacko at Falkirk again. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. And it, it felt like the it felt like a good fit at the time. So that's how St Mirren happened. He's a good manager, Jack Ross, isn't he? He's a good, good manager. Oh, yeah. he's training, Aye. his training's really good as well. Um, <clears throat> really, really modern. Uh, mm-hmm. Really hard. Like, really hard his training. Mm-hmm. Like, physically really hard. But all with the ball. It's all with the ball. You know, you don't ever just mm-hmm. run the guts at you with the ball, so it's it's good. These training's right. really good. I could see him being a Celtic manager at some point. Uh, Jack Ross. So could I, uh, to be honest with Wouldn't they surprise me? Definitely. Wouldn't they surprise me if he ends Aye. up at a, a big club in one of the big two in Scotland or even, you know, one of the bigger clubs down south again um, mm-hmm. in a few years' time. Right, you look back on your, your career, obviously you're still playing at Stranraer, right? But when you look back, you've been at that many clubs... What was, for like a professional point of view, what's the most prolific and most content you felt in your professional time in football? Probably the two, three clubs probably that I've been most successful at and the team's been most successful at. So it'd be Falkirk, Swansea, and then Salgonka in India. Aye. Um, Aye. And those three clubs all had something in common. They all had a good manager who wanted to play football get the ball on the ground, play, pass and move. Um, won the league in the cup with Falkirk. Won the league at Swansea um, in League One. And then we won uh, one of the cup competitions with Salgonkar in India and Goa as well. And they all had really good footballs, hard-working footballs as well. They didn't just rely on their mm-hmm. talent. Um, and then, let's say, we had a good manager on top of that as well. And, good camaraderie in the changing room. Um, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that all three of those clubs had all of those things and I was successful mm-hmm. personally and uh, collectively at them all. Brilliant. What, what do you think we start on all this season? Do you think you've got a good dressing room the other now? Do you think you can go far this season? We've got a really good dressing room. Um, we've, already we've been quite unfortunate with injuries and suspensions and um, we've got two boys who've been in close contact with the track and trace app, so they're having to isolate for, for 14 days as a precaution. Um, so okay. we've been quite unlucky, but if we can keep if we can keep our, our squad fit um, for the majority of the season, then we've got a real good chance. As long as we keep doing what, we, what we've done the last couple of weeks, you know, we're working hard and we're doing the basics well, um, okay. and then we've got, we've got the quality on top of on top of the basics to to cause teams a lot of problems in this league. So. I don't see why we, we can't be aiming for the playoffs this year. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Right, mate. Well, before Google, uh, before Grado starts Googling mere things about <laughs> Scarry and all that, right, mate, I'm going to move on to 
the 90-second football daft quiz. Every week we put our guests' football knowledge to the test. Are you up for it, Daryl? Oh, Christ, I, if I'd known it was going to be a quiz, I could have studied or something, or looked at previous ones. Just David Gado's doing the new go and get a computer or laptop or something, <laughs> just like, Google shit, right? Nah, I think it's more right with this one. Aye, so every week on Football Daft, we put our guest football knowledge to the test with a 90-second quiz. John Sutton and Chick Young are joint top with 15. We've got Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley talked to him behind with 14. Well, the good doctor, Kenny Duker and Kevin Harper are just behind in third place with 13. Other selected scores include Jonathan Watson on nine, Ross McCrory six, Mick Supat lining on three, and Falkirk manager David McCracken and Andy Little are both at the bottom with one. Anybody on that list you want to beat, Daryl? Andy Little and David McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, mate, brilliant. Well, producer Ryan, 90 seconds on the clock. Yep, on you, you go. can't pass. Can't pass, I can't pass. You must give an answer, Daryl, right? That's my favourite answer. Go on, already. <laughs> right, are we ready, producer Ryan? Yep. Right, here, here we go, Daryl. Who will contest the 2020 Scottish Cup final? Hearts, Celtic. What team does Scotland international Callum Patterson currently play with? Cardiff. What are Cove Rangers' home colours? Blue and white. Who are currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Hamilton. In what year did Aberdeen last win the Scottish Cup? 94. Which two Rangers players breached COVID protocols? Uh, George Edmondson and Jordan Jones. What is the name of Stenhouse Muir Stadium? Oh, God. Oakleview. Who currently has the better goal difference, Aberdeen or Hibs? Hibs. Who did John Hughes manage directly after Falkirk? Hibs. Hibs. From which club did Rangers sign Leon Balligan? Brighton. When you joined Swansea in 2007, what was the reported transfer fee? Um, 200,000 What was the score the last time Scotland faced Serbia? Oh dear um, Time, time. One, one. Let, I'll let you answer the question What are you saying Daryl? One, one, one each I don't know right. I shouldn't have let you answer the question Right here we go He got seven you get seven, so you get Celtic and Hearts, um, Sheffield Wednesday is Callum Parsons' team, Cove Rangers are blue, Hamilton bottom of the league, um, 1990 it was for Aberdeen, last time they won the Scottish Cup, uh, you got Jones and Edmondson, you got Ocleview, which I don't think you thought you got, oh, um, wow. <laughs> the Aberdeen have got a better goal difference, so you never got that one, you did get Hibs, John Hughes went to Hibs after Falkirk, mm-hmm. um, Leon Balligan played for Wigan, and you got... 200 grand for yourself so not bad <laughs> that, that's, no, that's not what you won for getting seven in the quiz <laughs> <laughs> what no mate seven's decent that's good mate that's good uh, that's good I know Barry Ferguson go no Barry Ferguson was tap he got 12 he was tap really? for a while remember uh, Stevie <laughs> pure take offence <laughs> 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 Barry got 12 <laughs> <laughs> 
Darrell, honestly, mate, thanks for giving up your time. Aye. Really appreciate it, my man. No problem, guys. Anytime. All the best, pal. Good luck to you. Stay strong. It's easy for you, you say, mate. You tell Neil Parry. I was asking for him about five foot eleven of him. I'll tell. All the best, mate. Cheers, Daryl. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Bye bye. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Well, Troops has came to the end of another episode. I must admit, Daryl Duffy was really, really entertaining. Nice to hear that he stays in Larks. <laughs> yeah, listeners in Larks. I was a caller, but you know what I mean? Well, if, ever, if ever you're up at the beach, you'll get somewhere to stay. Can okay. I'm actually... And, I'm, I'm, and he's going to take you to fish rocks. Correct. So he has followed me on Twitter. Just By the way, thank fuck he mentioned the other life or I'd have been worried for you. <laughs> 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 One up to arms, I'll take you for a fish box, big man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Aye, good show. Aye, good. Plenty, of, plenty of clubs. Plenty of clubs. Aye, but winner against Hamilton Aki's last night, man. Brilliant. Exactly. Superb. Aye, aye. Exactly, man. Right, lads. So we all getting our Scotland hats on the night, then? Aye. Uh, I bought five big bottles of beer amaretti I'm going to pour them I'm going to sit I'm going to watch the Scotland hopefully get to a tournament and it would it would just be nice to be there wouldn't it it would be nice to be there it's aye. the only thing is aye. the only thing is you know what's going to happen Serbia Scotland, are going to pump us no Scotland are going to get there <laughs> Scotland are going to get there right and their three aye. group games will be drawn and they'll be played in Glasgow and the, the fans will only get to go travelling again it's a fucking oh, fuck. Uh, Don't I know? I know. <laughs> mate, it's got it. It's got potential to be a a good evening. It'd be good to see him getting there. And like we say, man, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. I've right. got five beer Amaretti's. It's quite a nice night, regardless. So. You will be you will be looking towards the Northern Ireland result and all with Davis. Aye, um, Davis. Uh, they're they're one step away from for getting. They're in the, the same situation as Scotland, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So Aye. we shall see. Shall see. Oh, before we go, but. What's happening with this Big Brother story? Uh, John's not here, mate. I can't tell it in John. Ah, but that was your excuse last time. Come on, I let's take whether he's not here. Will we do it? Aye. Aye. Oh, Ryan, you say, I don't want to hear it. No, no, listen, Grado, I can't because it's genuinely, it's a long story, man. See, see, to be fair, see, to be fair, I want to work on this show again. You know, I, I want the work coming my way. So if I get told a story, John won't let me live it down if he doesn't get to hear it. Oh, that's fair enough, mate. Aye, fair that enough. Makes sense, fair man. Enough. So I'm, I'm fair enough. Put my clever head on, my clever head. Fair, fair enough. enough. So, right, through it as well. I'm going to get dinner made and get torn into these beer amaretti's and I'll see you next week. See you I'm next week. To, I'm not making dinner and I'm getting some delivered. So. I'm, making, I'm making a pasta that I made on STV once. Did you? Called Grado's Pasta. Fuck me, man. There's a big clanger to go on, man. <laughs> Aye. What, is it, what is it? Just pasta and cheese, melted cheese. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great uh, It's cheeky. <laughs> it's a creamy chorizo pasta with mushrooms and that. And it which, by the way, I had to buy the, mas- the messages for myself. I think I've told you that too, over now. Why the well, Grado? Why don't you cut up your cold meat and fire it in an all? Ah, there we go. <laughs> I've got I've, my wife's just put the chicken in the slow cooker. We've been oh. having a kind of homemade Chinese style chicken with fried rice. When he's having it, about 10 o'clock at night. My wife just put the chicken in the slow cooker, so tomorrow night we'll have chicken. <laughs> she, 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 she put it in when this podcast started, and we, you're too fucking hot. It's fucking, fucking bummed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys, boys, 
Do you know what, guys? I'd love to stay in chat, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I wouldn't love to stay in chat. No, Cheers later. Cheers later, boys. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Audio Frontier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.